Did someone do something to you that you just didn't like or you just didn't expect? Have you been disappointed because you felt ignored? Or did you feel left out or just dismissed completely? And then in response to those feelings, you pulled away from them as well as others. Well, that's called offense. And with offense, you have choices to make. You can stay angry and you can harden yourself to the world, or you can choose not to hold on to grudges. You can choose not to be hardened. You can choose not to be angry. And so that's what we're talking about today in this episode. So I want you to stay tuned because I have two points that I think will really bless you. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out, pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray Podcast, where we talk about life issues that every person has felt at some point, but they may not really know how to deal with it as a Christian. And so rather than complain or tell everyone about it or sitting back and just crying, I'm telling you, woman, pray. And then I want to equip you with what I believe is godly wisdom. And so we're talking about offense today because Christians can be offended. Now, before we begin, I want you to like, comment, as well as encourage those around you to subscribe to this channel because I think we can all agree that we want to uh, appreciate the scripture so that it makes us better. Also, if you haven't heard, I'm going to Baltimore, Maryland on August 26th and 27th to host Woman Pray Intensives, and I'd like you to come. I promise that you're going to grow on that weekend in more ways than one. Even more, you'll get the tools needed to live for Christ and experience the blessing. So register at womanpray.com. Now to this thing called offense. I don't care who you are, you are bound to become offended by what someone has done or hasn't done, by what someone said or didn't say. You see, we're all different. We all have different temperaments and expectations and different ways that we approach life as well as people, which means we're bound to become offended at some point because when our expectations of another are not met, that's what happens, offense. Before you know it, we jump to conclusions. We write our own narrative for what may not be the case. And if we're not careful, we'll throw people away and we'll harden to the world. And so I've got three responses for offense when it comes. And it begins with James chapter four, because there it tells us to submit to God and resist the devil. 
It's a directive, meaning God doesn't just zap the offense away. He gave us feelings. We have emotions, but he still expects us to submit to him whenever we're feeling some kind of way. And submission to God when you're offended can be hard because it's easier to judge others more than ourselves. I was thinking about an example, and that's in the Gospel of John, where Peter is walking with Jesus, and he and Jesus are talking, but he looks behind him and he sees a disciple, the disciple that Jesus loves, and he sees him following him, and he looks at Jesus and, and as if to say, what about him? What about this guy who's walking behind us? And Jesus, in essence, says to him, Peter, mind your business and focus on yourself, not him. And the same is true for your life. When people mistreat you or overlook you or mishandle you on purpose or unintentionally, you still have a directive to submit to God. And so your focus should be on how you will respond to God, how you will please God, how you will please God even though your feelings are hurt. And I encourage you to respond in love. That is, love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. It's not puffed up. It doesn't parade itself. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that's what it looks like to submit to God to do his word. The second thing that you have to do when you're thinking about offense, the scripture says that when someone has offended you, you are to go to them. You don't need to talk to other people about them or ask for other people's opinion. No, because if you do that, it's immature. The call for you as a Christian is to go to the person. And when you go, you don't have to be combative or hostile. You can be civil because you're a grown woman, a disciple of Christ, not a disciple of some television show where women are throwing over chairs. You're a disciple of Christ, which means you don't have to cuss because you know how to communicate effectively. There's no reason to threaten and no advantage in fighting. So go to the person understanding that you cannot control them, nor can you control their response to you, but you can operate with self-control. Number three, regardless of your personality, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you hate conflict or you don't mind conflict, there can be no resolution to matters if you hold on to it. In fact, the only thing that happens when you try to act like you're not offended is that you risk becoming bitter. And that will always lead to some form of infirmity or sickness or even disease. I'm convinced that some health issues are because people hold on to offense. And so I want to encourage you to talk to your father about it, choosing to let it go in the process, regardless of your feelings. You have to let it go. My personal story, many years ago, seemingly out of nowhere, I began struggling with claustrophobia. Now, I never had trouble before, 
but I noticed that more and more, my tolerance for small spaces, whether it was an elevator or, or an airplane, it was gone. It got so bad that I was on an airplane and all I could do, I could just only imagine myself screaming as people were coming on the plane, screaming about how I have to get off of this plane. I saw myself as a crazy woman in my mind's eye. Well, normally I get the aisle seat, but thank God on that occasion, on that day, I had the window seat. So when I felt that, I could look out of the window and see something bigger, like see the world. So I did didn't feel so closed in. Well, I was on my way to a ministry in Florida, and it was during my time there that God ministered to me. With my hands up raised and my eyes closed, it was there that I whispered, Father, I just let it go. I wasn't sure what I was letting go in that moment, except that I was oftentimes offended in my marriage. But when I said that, I blew out and I fell under the power of God. I didn't feel anything per se in that moment, but when I got up from the floor, I was healed. I checked all of those small spaces when I got back on the plane, when I went back into an elevator and none of those small spaces bothered me anymore. I share my personal story because offense is real. And the ramifications of holding on to offense are also real. I no longer had claustrophobia because I was willing to let go of all of the offenses I had just kind of accumulated, not submitting to God, accumulated, where I hadn't submitted to God and I hadn't gone to my husband or gone to the person that I felt offended me. But there I was able to just let it go. So I want to encourage you today to be healed and choose to let it go. Release it. Be free. Submit to God and not your feelings. Confront the person and then tell your father what's going on in your heart. Choosing to let it go. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for being with us, that when our heart is overwhelmed, you are the rock that's higher than each one of us. And so I commit every person unto you whose heart is heavy, whose heart is offended. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive us and that as much as you forgive and forgive us as far as the east is from the west, that you would clean our conscience from every dead work so that we can serve you, so that we're no longer weighted by what someone has done to us or against us, but that you would rise within us to love you enough where we are kind and, and, and patient with others and where we're willing to go to the person trusting that it's you who will speak through us, that it's you, Father, who will bring freedom to our lives. And so I commit every person unto you now that there is a decision, a conscious decision to live in the freedom wherewith Christ has made us free free from offense. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Again, I remind you to join me in Baltimore, Maryland, where we're going to seek the face of God at Woman Pray Intensives. Register today at womanpray.com. See you soon.